Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Cronin, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Today, I am so lucky to be joined by my two amazing co-hosts. We have the hair tigress, Gwen Flamberg. Wow, yes, I am the tigress. And pinch hitting, that's a sports reference for Sarah Huron, who's not here, queen of the digital celeb gossip world, Us Weekly, and, you know, lots of other outlets, Sharon Tharp. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me back. Oh, my God. We love having you here, Sharon. It's nice to get a hot take on all of these celebrities. Today, we have a lot of court dates, sex tapes, uh, neighbors, or more with A-list actors. We have people saying they might get married tomorrow. Uh, surprise engagement, a lawsuit with the word millions, a court coming after a housewife's diamonds, and much, much more. But first, let's get to our woes of the week, the stories that just made our co-hosts just jump back and grab their pearls. Sharon Tharp, what made you go woe this week? To be honest, my woe is more like a want-want, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) On Wednesday night, you know, they released the cast of Celebrity Big Brother, and, you know, as usual, the word celebrity is a little loose when they say that. <laughs> a lot of randos on there. We do have a couple housewives. We have um, Teddy. We have Cynthia. We have, you know, Chris Kirkpatrick. You might remember him from Insane. <laughs> but I think the most interesting is when, and this is saying something, is Lamar Odom, which obviously he was married to Khloe Kardashian. And then we have Shayna Mokler, who was married to Travis Barker, who is now engaged to Kourtney Kardashian. So. Yeah, I mean, not an exciting cast, but I'm kind of excited to see what they talk about. Um, Lamar has always been like kind of pro Kardashians last few years. And then obviously Shayna's not said some nice things about them lately. So yeah, I I think I'm excited about it. So I guess that's my woe of the week. Yeah, lots of five degrees of Kardashians there that they're getting in. They're definitely going to have them set up. Be like, oh, so what was it like for you to have a Kardashian, (laughs) you know, upend your life for a hot second? Exactly. Gwen Flamberg, what made you go woe this week? Well, guys, I mean, it wasn't so much of a woe, but I just thought that it was really funny when Paris Hilton was on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. 
And homegirl walked out on the stage wearing two different shoes. One pair were the nude shoes that she actually was meant to wear. The one or one shoe was the nude heel that was part of the pair that she was meant to wear. The other was a clear Lucite shoe. She just slipped into her shoes before she walked out on stage. But of course, like Jimmy wasted no time in calling her out. And of course, you know, Jimmy posted a hilarious Meme saying, you know, when you're so busy and you walk out of the house wearing two different shoes. And of course, Paris commented on the post um, with laughing emojis, fire emojis. So, you know, she's totally in on the joke. I mean, what I find more hilarious than ever is that Paris Hilton is still part of the conversation, especially when it comes to creating fashion trends, because in the early aughts, she was the person who kind of started that whole like, Super, super, super low cut jean, belly shirts, et cetera, et cetera. So who would have thought just file it with all the other things that we never thought we would be dealing with in 2022. But of course, guys, if you don't know the story or you want to see the photo, go to usmagazine.com slash stylish and check it out. You know, I didn't hate these two pairs of shoes because they were both nude heels and just one mm-hmm. had crystals on it. It was it was not like the SJP one from Sex and the City that was a little aggressive. I sort of liked this mismatched pair of shoes and thought it was sort of cute. <laughs> so good on you, Paris Hilton. Well, let us dig into the news today. We have to start at the new couple that the celebrity gossip world will not stop talking about, Kanye West and Julia Fox. They went to Paris Fashion Week this week. And Gwen Flamberg, why don't you tell us a little bit about their outfits and why they are wrong or right? Oh, guys. Oh, guys. I mean, it's like burned on the brain and I'm not quite sure that I want it to be. So the duo are stepping out during Paris Couture Week and they are like really doing the couple style matchy matchy thing. First, they went out with their rendition of Canadian tuxedos kind of harkens back to Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears back in the day when they did it super cute because they were basically children. (laughs) But kind Kanye and Julia, uh, she was wearing denim on denim on denim with a uh, kind of looked like a Madonna-esque with the crazy torpedo breast uh, fashioned cropped denim jacket with low slung baggy denim jeans and denim boots. Of course, her best accessory there was her killer midriff and waist. Who knew that she had that waist? He was wearing a denim top and jeans and like some kinds of like crazy galoshes. I don't even know what was on his feet. We thought that it was going to end there. But then, of course, they hit the Scaparelli show where Kanye was dressed in like typical Kanye with a face hood. I don't even know. She was wearing a red gown. But what was notable about the look was her eye makeup. Crazy, heavy, sort of retro 60s Elizabeth Taylor slash futuristic wacko. And it turns out, guys, that he was her makeup artist. So Kanye's got a new, of course, Kanye's got a new fashion Svengali here. What I want to know, or what are we calling this couple, Travis? Oh, Julia named them and they are Julie Oh, I kind of like Julie. I kind of like Julie. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of doing Fox. Yay. 
I, I didn't know what to do, but Julie, I'm, I'm kind of into. So yeah, here's she, the deal, making waves with this matching style, but it's kind of like terrifying looks. I, I, I don't know. Sharon, tell us what you thought about this. I know you saw the pictures and dug into this story. I just don't know what's going on here. I mean, this is a one-up situation, right? They're trying to one-up Kim and Pete. I think some of parts of their look are reminiscent of Kim, right? With the like full body, whatever. And I just don't get it. I think it's tacky. I'm sorry. Gwen, are low-cut pants back? Because that's an issue for me. (laughs) Here's the thing. Let us never have them come back. Let us not start this trend Julie, please. But also like modern women, you don't have to be dressed by your new love interests of three (laughs) weeks. You can make your own style decisions. Let's not make this a thing. Cringe. cringe. They're definitely making a thing, but that was not the only cringe that Kanye, you know, shoveled out for us this week. Uh, Kanye West was on a podcast, same as he was last week, and he was talking about his ex Kim Kardashian again. And he said that he flew to meet with Ray J to conceal a second sex tape that they had made at the same time that they made the first one and that he did Kim a solid by going to meet with Ray J to, you know, save her from the sex tape released, being released. Sharon Tharp, do you, we had sources telling us that the sex tape is not real. What did you think about this Kanye move this week? I will say for Kanye, this was rather a tame interview. You know, we did have some headlines, but it wasn't the worst one he's ever done. Um, you know, clearly, I, I'm a little confused about the timeline. Like, when did he receive this alleged sex tape? But Kim was super quick to put out a statement, which is, I, I was actually surprised by that. But she basically said that she saw the footage and there was nothing new and she just wants to move on with this part of her life. I think throughout this whole interview, it's super clear that. Kim and Kanye are not speaking. They're speaking through, you know, mediators, security, but he actually had his cousins go set up a meeting with her to kind of go over some of his parenting problems. You know, he doesn't want North on TikTok and wearing makeup and all that. So yeah, there's a lot of disconnect. I feel like they're, you know, I don't know if Kim needs to one-up him. I think she's doing her own thing. I love her, but like, he's definitely trying to one-up Kim. He wants to stay in the news. He wants to maybe control the narrative a little bit. I just think it's kind of, it just looks pathetic. I hate to say that, but it's it just not a good look. And I, the sex tape of it all, you know, Ray J wasn't thrilled either. He went to Twitter and he was like, I have kids, please stop talking about this. <laughs> yeah, that's, that seems to be something that is past. <laughs> like there is no reason to bring that up. Gwen Flamberg, what do you think about these new statements from Kanye? I think that more than anything, it points to Kanye needing to have this like savior complex. Like he's got to be the person who, you know, saves the day, is controlling Kim. And it's like she doesn't want to be controlled by you anymore, dude. She doesn't care anymore. Step back. Yeah. It is. I, yeah, I think he comes out looking like the total dick here. It's just like, leave, leave Kim alone. She's, she's not going to talk about you. It seems very, he's hurt by this and lashing out and it's not a good look. He sort of needs to chill.
Well, there is uh, a guy who's having even a worse and more sad week than Kanye West, uh, you know, justifiably. Danny Masterson, formerly of that 70s show, um, made headlines in 2017 when he was first accused of sexual assault. He pleaded not guilty, and then he was charged in June 2020 for allegedly raping three women. Um, Four women claimed in 2017 that Masterson had sexually assaulted them in the early 2000s, um, and three of the five alleged victims were Scientologists. So since Masterson was part of the church, uh, he sort of got away with it and the church blocked all of the criminal indictments and the allegations first surfaced many, many, many years later. And Danny had said from day one, I have denied these outrageous allegations against me, blah, blah, blah. I've never been charged with a crime, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and no one was really believing him because all of these women's stories were separate. They were all very similar. And it seemed the Church of Scientology was you know, conspired to obstruct justice and keep charges away from them. And a source told us at the time, make no mistake, the Church of Scientology is under attack. It's a new era. Victims are realizing they do have recourse and they don't have to be afraid anymore. So this week, Los Angeles District Attorney Jackie Lacey announced news that after arresting Danny Masterson in June, he could face up to 45 years to life in a state prison if convicted. And what was interesting about this case is they said that he had no more religious shielding from being in the church. They could talk to the victims. The church was trying to get in the way of not being able to talk to the victims, not turning over evidence and shielding Danny from all of this litigation. But now he is on the hook. Sharon Tharp, you happy that this is finally happening because it seems that Danny is being taken down, thank goodness, and the Church of Scientology is going to take a huge hit. I feel like I need to speak up since Sarah's not here and she's such a Scientology expert. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm just glad this is, and I mean, just send him to jail. Like, this has been going on for years. I'm just yeah. kind of like over it. Um, if anything, I would love to hear like some of his former co-stars speak out, but we've never really heard their thoughts on it. But yeah, once once the the court makes a decision to send him to jail. I'm like so over this story. Yeah, it's been going on for a really, really long time. But again, this week, the uh, sources close to the defense team told us this has been a huge breakthrough for all victims of Scientology crimes, whether it be being followed, being stalked, you know, being blackmailed. They said this is the first time that the court has ruled to sort of push aside their church status and charge them and allow civil cases to be brought up against them and allow criminal charges to go through a court. Gwen Flamberg, have you ever been to a Scientology meeting? Gosh, no, Trav. I'm so curious uh, for someone to truly infiltrate, like really infiltrate, but I, I don't think it's possible because then they'd get killed. So like I've always been, anytime I've ever been in LA and you see posters and stuff and invitations to the celebrity center and I've always kind of like wanted to go just to check it out. But I imagine that then I might get like knocked over the head or drugged, dragged mm -hmm. through a tunnel and like find myself in some room being indoctrinated in Scientology. So I, 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 I'm just I'm fascinated by the whole thing. But I just wish that Danny Masterson was still like cute little Danny Partridge. That's how I know him. <laughs> yeah. 
I have always, whenever you drive by that LA one or even the huge one in, you know, the theater district of New York, I always just wonder like, what does the breakfast buffet look like? But that's like, that's the only thing I wonder about them. I want to go in there and steal a croissant and be on my way, but I get hit over the head and dragged through a tunnel and then you'd be indoctrinated and then you wouldn't even know you would be spending all your money giving that, giving it Scientology. And, you know, you might have to go to like, what's where you're like on the ship and cleaning things with toothbrushes. Yes. Mm. Yes. And we're laughing, but this happens. This is stuff that actually happens, which is that's right. Sea org. Oh, yeah. C-Org. C-Org. Yes. Well, hopefully that this, uh, that Danny Masterson has crossed the line way too much. And now tons of victims who were at C-Org and were hit over the head because they tried to steal a chocolate croissant will be able to civilly sue the church and really bring them down. All right, guys, let's move on. There is an A-lister who we, uh, it's always on my mind who he is going to date next. And there have been some rumblings about a new woman in his life. Uh, This is, I don't know if you heard of him. His name is Brad Pitt. Uh, He has been linked to Swedish singer Lakey Lee. Uh, She does that song, I'll I'll Follow, Deep Sea Baby. You know, that one, it's played Mm -hmm. at every single party. The boy was the first one to report that Brad and Lakey Lee were hanging out at... Uh, we're hanging out in Sweden, where Likey Lee is from. And then I last it's week. pronounced Licky Lee. I'm just Licky saying. Lee. I think it's Licky Lee. I'm not oh. positive. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's go for Licky Lee for the second half. <laughs> so they were spotted um, um, in Sweden. And then last week, uh, Des Moines had a tipster who said that they were hanging out at Mother Wolf, a new Roman style pasta palace, uh, which has recently opened up in Hollywood. And a number of celebrities are going there. Hot Italian tip if you're ever in L.A. And then a source confirmed to The Sun this week that Licky Lee and Brad Pitt were having dinner together at this fancy pasta place. Uh, like Licky Lee is 35. She has a son, Dion, who is six years old with her producer, her ex-producer, uh, Jeff Boxster. Um, but she lives just a three-minute drive from Brad. Property records show that... Their houses are within a three-minute drive of each other. So it's tough to see. Oh, and a source told The Sun that they've been able to fly under the radar because they're neighbors. Gwen Flamberg, what do you think of this Licky? Oh, Licky, Licky Lee, I'll follow you. Um, I think that this is really awesome. You know, William Bradley Pitt, who I, you know, have a special not-so-secret crush on, he has very like interesting and a wide varied taste in women. All of his gal pals are kind of all very different, even from not just looks, but in personality and in vibe. I think this is really cool. It's a total pandemic story. They live a couple of houses away. And so during lockdown, they got close. I don't know. Maybe she knocked on his door, baked him cookies. (laughs) They were hanging out. I I like it. I really like when someone who is a super huge A-lister is dating someone who's a little bit more under the radar. Licky Lee had that big song in around, I want to say 2008, 2009. So while she's still an artist, um, with a following she's definitely not at his level of stardom she's like a little bit under the radar and that makes for a great pairing also she's a really cute name like i like the idea of brad licky licky i'm into it 
into it. I ship this couple. Ship. Sharon, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's not a bad thing for him, right? He's an A-lister and he he wants to stay under the radar. It makes sense. I think as someone who loves gossip, I want him to date an A-lister. I want, you know, I tend not to care about Brad Pitt unless he's talking about or or surrounded by Jennifer Aniston or Angelina Jolie. So, you know, part of me just wants him to date someone more famous, but the other part of me is like, I get it. I get why he wants to be more under the radar. So good for him. I really hope that they are dating. I think she seems adorable. <laughs> it's a dog in the background, but let's move on to someone who has, you know, found their one. And it's a very also COVID-y situation that she was talking about. We're talking about Kristen Stewart and her fiance, Dylan Meyer, Kristen Stewart was on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and they have been engaged um, for a while now, like a couple of years. And Kristen Stewart uh, told Stephen Colbert, I thought we were going to have a big party or something, and noted that Kristen is so unceremonial. That makes absolutely a lot of sense. And she says, we might just do it this weekend or something. I don't know. And then just hang out with everyone afterwards. I just want to do it. You know, I'm not a good planner. I can't make plans for dinner. She says, I like to pivot. You never know where I'm going, man. Come with me. She first announced her engagement to uh, Dylan, who is a screenwriter during a November episode of the Howard Stern show. She said, we're totally going to do it. I want to be proposed to. So I think very distinctly carved out what I wanted. And, you know, she nailed it. It was really cute. She did it all well. And we're marrying its happening. Now, I thought this was really cute and a really good version of where celebrities sort of mirror us because a lot of people have had to cancel a bunch of weddings and then they just like run to the courthouse or do a private thing, just the two of them. And I thought it was adorable. Um, and also I think we should throw in here that her new Princess Die movie is getting a lot of a lot of hot and cold reviews. Uh, most people hate it, question mark. Have you guys seen it? I haven't seen it. I really wanted to. I was really excited to see it. But for whatever reason, I haven't, probably because the reviews are sort of like a lead balloon. Um, I don't know. I think that the best part of that movie are Adir Abergel's behind the scene photos of Case <laughs> 2s hair, which is pretty fabulous. Kristen Stewart, all of this accurate to everything that she's shown us before. She's super low key. She kind of never really she's she seems to be a waffler in her decision making. Again, I kind of like that she's with someone who's a little bit under the radar, though, when she was dating Cara Delevingne, I did see them making out at a Chanel party and it was amazing. <laughs> Watch. Um, but listen, good luck to you whenever you choose to get married. <laughs> Get married. Nobody really cares that much. It's true. <laughs> no one cares anymore. I mean, she's definitely grown on me. I think I used to think she was putting on kind of like an indie girl act where she no. wanted to be like that. But I think, I she think just that's like just who she is. Exactly. Yeah. And so I kind of just am like, okay, good for you, girl. Like, I get it now. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I used to think that this was all just a ruse to like try to feel like cool and under the radar, but it seems to be very, very real. And I don't know, the only review I have for that movie is my mom said it was terrible and everyone just doesn't <laughs> seem to like it. Yeah. 
Well, let's move on to a true queen, because that's her name, Queen Latifah. She is speaking out about Chris Knopf, formerly Mr. Biggs, dismissal from their show The Equalizer after a series of sexual assault allegations arose against Chris Knopf last month. Uh, CBS released a statement uh, confirming that Chris Knopf had been removed from the series after these allegations. And a month later this week, uh, Queen Latifah opened up to people the TV show um, and said it's still surreal. It's such a dicey, delicate situation that requires a great deal of respect. She said that's a personal thing that he's going to have to deal with. They asked about the character being written off. And she, she said, we're figuring that out. What we want to do creatively on the show, and we're going to have to deal with that character. She said Chris's character is obviously a big part of the show, and it was amazing chemistry. Amazing chemistry, she said. And my feeling is justice has to prevail regardless. I just want things to be done, you know? Uh, the allegations came up December 16th from a number of women. Um, I just thought this was such a great way for Queen Latifah to say it, that it was delicate and sort of personal to everybody involved, but he's like her number two on the show. So I really feel bad that Queen Latifah had to be, you know, scarred in all of these things. Uh, Gwen Flamberg, I know you're a huge, were a huge Chris Noth fan. Is it is it hard as someone who, you know, used to look up to the guy to hear all these things and see his career sort of go away? No, I mean, I never really loved him so much as a human other than right. the very, very early days of Law and Order, which he was <laughs> fantastic. Um, I did love the character of Mr. Big. And I have to say that that is there's a black cloud over it now. And that is sad for a number of reasons. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like, why you got to why you got to drag Dana? Why you got to drag Queen Latifah into this? <laughs> Uh, Sharon, what did you think about the Queen's comments? I think they were fair. I mean, she's definitely media trained. It was a good response. Um, in terms of Chris, like I was, I am not a big Sex in the City fan, so I obviously am not as invested, but I do feel bad. Like the fans, it, it's kind of tainted now, right? Like you, it's hard to watch probably the show just knowing what he's done. But yeah, his out the allegations, like especially all the stories being so similar, it's just creepy. Yeah. And I just, I'm glad he, that you know, this is finally coming to fruition because it seems like it's been going on for a long time. So, yes, good riddance. Go get some help. Figure it out. We love when a man in power gets called out for <laughs> putting women down and sexually assaulting them. Well, let's go on to a little bit of happier story that made me smile this week because it involves Macaulay Culkin and Brenda Song. They are engaged. Uh, they're just one of my favorite couples because they just seem so happy together in every single photo, every video, every interview. There are new pictures of them this week where uh, Brenda Song was spotted wearing a huge diamond ring on her finger while out and about in Beverly Hills. Um, their engagement comes right after the pair welcomed their son Dakota on April 5th this year. Uh, they said we're overjoyed in a statement and their son was named after Macaulay Culkin's late sister Dakota who died in 2008 at 29 from injuries after being hit from a car. Now Brenda and Macaulay Culkin have been dating for four years and have been opening about wanting to start a family together. He told Esquire, we practice a lot, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> 
And she says, you know, nothing turns him on more than when his lady comes into the room and says, honey, I'm ovulating, <laughs> which is great. I just I love this couple. I'm so glad that they have a baby and they're engaged. I don't know. They just seem so like positive and happy and really are a bright light in the celebrity gossip world right now. Yeah, I mean, they don't care about publicity, which I love. Yes. Totally. I mean, you, but you basically have two like comic or comic actors right together and Mm -hmm. I like this story so much because I think it's a great like super relatable in a hopeful way stars are just like us or can we be just like stars because who hasn't been in a super super long relationship where you never thought that marriage was going to enter into the equation and here they've welcomed a kid they're obviously going to have more kids And they're getting married and she's got a giant rock on her finger. So it's just like an all around sweet story. And it's, you know, it's inspiring. It is inspiring. Well, that is not the only Diamonds news we have this week, Gwen. I know you'll be happy to hear. Uh, It's a little sadder, though. Erica Jane, uh, they're after her bling. She may have to surrender a pair of earrings that cost $750,000 amid allegations that her now estranged husband, Tom Girardi, purchased the jewelry with funds that did not belong to him. Now, Tom allegedly bought these earrings in March 2007 with money from a client trust account and cited the purchase as cost for a case in the court documents that we at Us Weekly have obtained. He initially claimed that the jewelry was stolen from their home. The earrings were allegedly in a safe, but now they're saying that these weren't stolen and they were purchased with estate funds that were not any of them. So they're asking Erica Jane to give back the earrings. And then they said that Erica Jane has, quote, um, agreed to hold and not transfer or sell the earrings. And she plans to give the jewelry to a third party to hold in trust until the trustee's investigation is complete. There will be a hearing the day after Valentine's Day to discuss this matter. Now, I was sort of happy to read this court filing because while I didn't think Erica Jane knew as much as people think she did, I think that she was given a lot of you know, jewelry and expensive things that really could go to these widowers and people who lost millions from her husband. So I'm sort of glad that this is all coming apart. Uh, Sharon Tharp, what do you think? She needs someone to hold the earrings. I'll, I'll hold on to them. I'll take care of them. <laughs> um, Sharon Tharp, escrow. Just call yeah. her escrow Tharp. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm not super familiar. Like the case is like obviously very messy. I'm not super familiar with Erica. Like I keep up on it. But I do know that she was rumored to be on Celebrity Big Brother. And I was like, there's no way with that many legal issues surrounding you that you'd go on TV right now. Right. Like, yeah. um, But yeah, no, I mean, I'm trying to keep up, but there's just so much going on. So, Erica, I'll take your earrings. We'll we'll be fine. (laughs) Okay, great. Sharon Tharp will wear them in her ear holes as an official trustee of the court. Um, Well, before we get to our last and favorite segment, um, Janet Jackson has been claiming that Michael Jackson has bullied her throughout her life. There is a new A&E series where Janet chronicles the darker side of her relationship with her big brother. And she says there were times when Michael used to tease me and call me names like pig, horse, slut, hog or cow. He would laugh about it and I'd laugh, too but there was somewhere down inside that it would hurt when you have to say to somebody that you're too heavy it affects you um you know she's talked about coming from abusive home and her weight issues and being in a 
an emotional eater and said the weight comfort her. And it was just so, so sad. Um, But we will be talking way more about this next week because she hasn't even brought up Justin Timberlake yet. She is supposed to bring up Justin Timberlake. Sharon, I know you're excited. excited. I know. What do you think she is going to say? We have speculated on behalf of her for so many years. I mean, I just want to know, like, I want her to throw him under the bus. Like he's done it to her for years. I love Janet Jackson. I'm excited for the documentary. I mean, I think that's definitely sad. Some of the things that she's talking, saying about her brother, obviously, but yeah, I'm just excited for the, I mean, I don't know. Maybe she won't say anything, but we need to know, Janet. We need to know. It seems like she is going to say something. Yes, I feel so bad for her with her what Michael said to her. But luckily, there are a lot worse allegations against that guy out there. So these probably won't be the ones that go down in history. Do you guys know what it's time for? It's when I get my aggression out. Yes, it's when you get your aggression out. Celebrity birthday boxing mania. Yeah, 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 yes. Yes, the ring boy and girl and non-binary human just bringing up the cards. Round one (laughs) for our first one this week. We are going to give it to Gwen Flamberg. We have Olivia Coleman, who is 48 this week, versus Kerry Washington, who is 45 this week. This is a really tough match because they are both (laughs) incredibly strong women but if you happen to have watched lost daughter you know that olivia coleman is capable of dastardly deeds and she's very cunning so i think that she would somehow trick carrie into like she'd be like look over there and then she'd like give her a little side hook and that would be it so sorry carrie you've been duped by the queen actress herself olivia coleman all right sharon second round goes to you we have portia de rossi who is 49 this week versus lauren conrad who is 36 this week oh god these are two stars that are like never out there they just like want to keep them to themselves um not tonight I feel like they're both so nice. I don't know. Um, I mean, Portia, I hate to say it, but Portia de Rossi puts up with Ellen. So she's got (laughs) to take the win here. Okay. That's very fair enough. And Sharon, this next round is going to go to you too, just because I know you like someone in there. We have Justin Timberlake, who is 41 this week versus Harry Styles, who is 28 this week. (laughs) How can you do this to me? I mean... (laughs) obviously Harry Styles I don't know how he would win but I mean Justin Timberlake goodbye (laughs) I just bought tickets for Harry Styles in London at Wembley Stadium (laughs) Memorial Day weekend yeah so good smart smart move well hopefully he brings Justin Timberlake out and recreates this celebrity birthday boxing well Gwen there's a lot of big fans for you and here a lot of strong people we have Olivia Coleman 48 a lady who puts up with Ellen Portia Rossi, 49, mm. versus Harry Styles, 28. Well, obviously, Harry would get in the middle of those two ladies, and he would say, guys, you've got to treat people with kindness, and they would all hug and shimmy in a group hug out of the ring. Ding, ding, ding. They're all Just, winners and we're all winners too. <laughs> yes, beautiful end. A triple hug with Portia de Rossi, Harry Styles, and Olivia Coleman. Thank you so much to my host for helping me break down all of this insanity this week and helping me spill this piping hot celebrity. Again, this is Travis Corona, Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, and fame of your favorite celebrities. Because after all... 
They're, They're just, just like, like us. us. Oh my God, Sharon Tharp didn't want to play. <laughs> I, didn't, I missed it. I was so surprised. <laughs> Celebrities, they're just like us. Well, thank they you guys are. so much for tuning in and we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.